0: Well, the verses we're going to be looking at this morning are taken from Paul's letter to the Christians in Philippi, but they're equally valid for Christians in Norwich and everywhere else. I'd like you to imagine Paul sitting next to you, as it were, as an older Christian brother and sharing his vision with you for the coming year. Now, I don't want you to look up the verses in your Bibles, okay? Don't look them up. I just want you to listen. Listen and concentrate. Shut your eyes if that helps. But I just want you, as you listen, to notice if any word or image grabs your attention, Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do. Forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Paul's words to you and to me this morning. I would like you now to take the paper with the passage on and the pencil that you were given. And I just invite you to underline or circle anything which did interest you or question or thought as I read that passage. Just make a little underlining or squiggle or something. Okay. I'm going to read the passage again, and this time you can choose whether you just want to listen again or whether you want to follow the words. And again, feel free to highlight anything, even if you don't know why. Not that I have already obtained all this, or have already arrived at my goal. But I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But... One thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Any more underlinings or squigglings? And now let's pray. Living God, your word is living and active and judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Speak through your word to each one of us here personally. And may we know... How you want us to respond for Jesus' sake. Amen. Happy New, year. Happy New Year! Thank you. 2012, what will happen in it? Well, as far as we know, it's the year of the Olympics here in the UK, the year of the Queen's Diamond Jubilee. A year when anyone born on February the 29th gets to celebrate on the day. Now, is that anyone here? Have we got any leap year birthdays? Well, look out for them. But will it be a happy year for us? Now, that we don't know. Maybe there are things you personally are looking forward to in this year. Or maybe you'd rather look back on happier times. Or maybe you just don't know where to look. Life just seems so bewildering. Paul tells us in this reading that it matters where we look. What is our focus? What we keep our eyes fixed on? And I find that the turn of a year is always an opportunity to step aside from the busyness of our lives and take stock. And that's what I invite you and myself to do today with Paul's help. Now, for Paul's purposes and for my purposes, each one of us has to imagine that we are a runner in an Olympic race. Now, I realize that this is harder for some of us than for others. I have to admit that I was one of those children at school who hated running. Wet, running round, muddy fields, feeling damp and horrid. But anyway, try in your mind's eye to picture an Olympic runner and what motivates him or her. First, the runner looks back at who called him or her to run. They look back at who called them to run. It's obvious from the start of verse 12 that for Paul, the race is already underway. He knows he's not arrived yet, but verse 12, I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. His aim is to reach forward, to take hold of, to grasp, to make his own, a goal which has already been set him by someone else, by Jesus Christ. Everything for Paul is about Jesus Christ. He is still bowled over by the Jesus who appeared to him miraculously, on that road to Damascus, and unexpectedly took hold of his life. You see, up to that point, Paul was living in one kind of way. He came from the right kind of family. He did all the right kind of things. And he was confident that this would put him on the right side of God. He even went so far as to persecute the Christian believers because he was so sure they were wrong. And then he met Jesus Christ. Or more rightly, Jesus Christ met him. And he realized that none of this did him any good at all. None of this could make him right with God. Only faith in Jesus could do that. And from the moment Paul acknowledged Jesus as his Lord, his life changed direction. His personal race had begun, a race to tell this good news of Jesus to anyone who would listen. And what about us? Can you look back to a time, maybe a long time in the past, when you had an encounter With Jesus, when he stepped out of the pages of the Bible, as it were, and he called your name. Well, how does that encounter shape your life now? Does it make a difference? For it's not enough just to have made a start. We need with Paul to make a realistic assessment of where we are now in the present if we're going to move forward. Look at verse 13. Brothers and sisters, Paul says, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. Paul does not consider that he has arrived as a Christian, there is still a way for him to run. And it's alongside God's people, his Christian brothers and sisters, that Paul is honest enough to admit that. And I believe if we are to go on as Christians and become mature in our faith, it's important that we are honest with each other, that we make ourselves accountable to each other, And we look to each other to help us apply what God says here in the Bible to our lives here and now. For just like our runner, we don't just look back to who called us to run. We must also look around at what might stop us running. We need to look around. What could hinder us in that race? Again, verse 13. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining to what lies ahead, I press on. One thing. This speaks of the single minded focus which makes those world class athletes so successful. Nothing is allowed to distract them from their goal if they have that Olympic medal in their sights. One thing. Only one thing. Not lots and lots of things. And as followers of Jesus Christ, we need to watch that his voice is not being crowded out by lots and lots of ...of other things. It is so often the good which is the enemy of the best. And the best for us is to know Christ. What Paul calls earlier in the chapter... ...the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For ultimately, when everything else has passed away... This is the one thing that will last. As a runner Paul sees that we cannot strain forward when we dwell too much on what lies behind. So I invite you now, take stock. Do you spend too much of your time regretting what might have been? Or maybe you feel bitter towards someone who has hurt you. Or even bitter towards God because you feel he hasn't answered your prayers. And somehow that's the place that you've got stuck. Or maybe you feel that you have let God down so many times you might as well give up. We need to learn from Paul that in order to press on, we have to make a conscious effort to forget what lies behind and leave all of that with God. And then keep looking forward. Now, in a race, there are obviously many runners, and they too can distract us off course. Again, take stock. Do you worry what other people may be thinking of you? Do you compare yourself with them? Maybe favorably, I'm doing better than them. Maybe critically, I'm no good. These are symptoms of someone who has lost sight of the goal of knowing Christ. For a follower of Jesus needs to keep his eyes on the future. And the runner must look ahead to the goal. He must look ahead to the goal he is running towards. Verse 14, I press on towards the goal, to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Paul is pressing on. The Greek verb dioko is very dynamic It was used of athletes running to win a race, but also of huntsmen pursuing the prey until they caught it. Paul even used it when he was persecuting the Christians, going all out to get them. And here he uses it twice, verses 12 and verses 14. And it gives us the sense that all his energies are focused on the one goal. The goal of running, of course, is to win the prize And for the Olympic runner of Paul's day, it would have been the laurel wreath and the accolades. Now, Paul, interestingly, does not specify here what the prize will be. But he does say where he will receive it, in heaven. And he does say who will give it, God himself. Now, maybe the prize is that crown of glory that will never fade away that we hear of in scripture. But I think for Paul, the prize is really Jesus himself. Paul has already lost everything for Christ. He writes here from his prison cell saying, I'd rather die so that I can be with Christ. And above all, he declares, I want to know Christ. It was knowing Jesus that got Paul started in the race, got many of us here started in the race. But Paul is pressing on, and he encourages us to press on with him, to prioritize in this year, 2012, getting to know Jesus better so that one day we will come to know him face to face in heaven. And that is where all runners need to be looking now. Not behind us, not just ahead of us, but upwards to where Christ is sitting in glory at God's right hand. And to where he waits, the victorious saviour waits to welcome all who truly know him. At the start of this new year, New beginnings are possible. On the back of your Bible passage, you will find an Olympic ring. Don't complain if you didn't get the colour you wanted. In a minute, I am going to pray. And I invite you to respond to what God has spoken to you by writing in the ring or around the ring. A specific goal for you for 2012. A goal that will keep you looking to Christ and the final goal and that welcome in heaven. Now this is between you and God and no one else. So don't rush it. Take your time. But we're going to have a time of silence now and I will pray. Holy Spirit, take your word and apply it now to our lives as we look into 2012. And give us a goal that will keep us looking to Jesus. Keeping our eyes upon him who has run the race and won the victory. And now, my prayer for this year is, Lord, that we may throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and that by your grace we may run with perseverance the race marked out for us, that we may fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who, for the joy set before him, endured the cross scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. To him be glory, now and forever. Amen.